and whether more than three of you listen to this and tell us that you thought it was okay. Um, so I, I'm Reese. I'm one of your opportunities coordinators. I'm based at the city campus and look after about half of the groups here. And um, and I'm with... Hi, I'm Chris. I'm, I'm the entertainment coordinator. So usually based over at city. Um, in normal times, I'd be dealing with everybody's uh, uh, event requests and putting on lots of large dance shows and lots of really entertaining things going off in our city union. Chris is really, really valuable member of, uh, member of the team and... Um, he's agreed to do this with me because Sam is uh, Sam is stuck at Clifton and and Zoe's not in today, so it would have just been me had Chris not agreed to do that. So uh, hopefully between us we'll have some fun with this and uh, it won't be too boring for you. So to start with, then Chris, what did you do over the weekend that was interesting? Well, if you haven't noticed, I've had a shave. You have had a shave, and um, I did not notice that. I'm looking, to be fair, it's got a really cold face. Um, <laughs> I've also, yeah, also shaved my hair shaved off. The head. So yeah, it's really, yeah, really yeah. fuzzy. So that was really interesting. Looking sharp, looking yeah. sharp, looking sharp. Yeah, did some, uh, did some walks and stuff. You know, yeah, nice. Get good. some good, 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 good. Had some fancy food. Fancy food. I must admit, I ate terribly over the weekend and yeah. just ate a bunch of junk food uh, while playing a new board game that I was very excited about. Exciting. Which, uh, stayed up way too late. Did manage to win two of the three games that we played there. So, nice. How did you feel the morning afterwards? Uh, you mean the afternoon afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was I was a bit rough. Uh, we we were going to play on Sunday as well um, with the guys that I live with, but we all kind of agreed that that three games was enough. And finishing at half three in the morning on the Saturday night, we didn't want to necessarily get up and play another game. Yeah, um, so I get that. We decided not to, but. It was fun. Um, we're going to play some more this week, so uh, I'm sure I'm going to have a few late nights. So as I mentioned at the very start then, um, we are doing this as a podcast for the first time ever. And like I said, we might not do this again. We'll see how it goes. But the reason for doing it as a podcast was a few groups in their grant applications at the start of the year um, asked for some podcasting equipment. And we had a conversation about that. We thought it was a good idea. Um, the pop Podcasts becoming more and more popular, particularly among students and lots of platforms uh, kind of wanting more and more people to, to do podcasts. Uh, we, we decided, actually, let's rather than buy four or five different sets of podcasting equipment and give it to different groups, let's just buy some equipment that anybody could kind of book out and use uh, as and when they wanted to, which would give the most kind of bang for the buck, I guess, with, in terms of equipment. Uh, particularly with budgets being a bit more restricted this year and, and more groups than ever at, at Nottingham Trent. So um, we finally got that equipment. It's here. It's installed. Um, Chris, do you want to quickly just talk through how they can uh, book this room and book this equipment with us, or at least what your thoughts are around that at the moment? That uh, may change. Yeah, well, it probably seems most for activities. So if you go onto the Student Union website, um, you can go out for in the room booking facilities. Yeah. Um, you can obviously put in a request to put the room from there. Um, yeah, the microphone will probably be a part of that. Yeah. So if you request any like equipment, you just be able to opt in for that microphone. And uh, yeah, you should be able to get it. Cool, fantastic. So yeah, if you're doing any anything like this, uh, as Chris said, the booking stuff's on the website. It's use the activity booking form. Um, if you're a student group, and then if you're not a student group, then um, then there's other forms that you can use to try and book this space with the microphone to to record yourselves and your topic of choice. Um, we are, we are toying with the idea of maybe doing an SU-related podcast. There are some other student unions that do that. Um, so you can hear, get an insight into the members of staff's lives within the student union, hear about what they're up to and hear a bit more about the officers. But again, that, that might not happen. We'll have to see. But the equipment is here for you as students and as student groups um, to come and, uh, come, and, come and use for free. Um, just bring your laptop with you so you can plug it into the microphone. You can use the voice recorder in, in your laptop. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, and then you can just edit it with some free software like Audacity, which is very, very simple. Or you can just upload exactly whatever it is you record. It does not have to be anything fancy. Yeah. Got to also highlight how excited uh, Reese was uh, when this arrived this morning. So like an excited school child who was playing with the settings for at least an hour yeah. um, with all the different colour settings. I'm looking at this beautiful yellow light that fades in and out that's looking at my face at the moment. So, yeah, it's basically like the... Uh, MTV cribs of like microphones essentially. <laughs> so yeah, it's very pretty. It's really it's a really nice microphone. It's really simple to use. Um it, it's only actually got two buttons. 
one of them turns it on and off and one of them changes the setting as to which which kind of which way you want to record the microphone will do up to four people in a room at the same time on the one microphone so you can have up to four people in in, in your conversation we've got two of us today so we've got the, the microphone set to record two people uh but yeah chris is right i used it in my uh my external speaker meeting this morning i am um, and uh, i was the ceo of the su said i sounded like a radio dj um and uh, made that comment before realizing that i'd changed the microphone from my laptop one to to this so the sound should be pretty good we'll find out when we listen to this back later but we'll uh we'll see it's really important to probably say as well this is quite covid friendly like me and Reese are sat like really far away from each other and you can really throw your voice with it so yeah again if you're looking at doing any sessions or you're a bit limited for ideas what you want to do then something like this is perfect just have a play and you know encourage your members to do something different yeah definitely that's a really good point actually i didn't even think to talk about that before <laughs> before we came in here but yeah no me and chris are sat on completely opposite sides of the room that we're in at the moment uh which will be the room that we're kind of offering for you guys to come and use um and you know, i reckon you could get an extra two people in here sat in the other two corners from yeah, where definitely. we're sat and you'd all be uh, at least a meter and a half if not two meters away from each other so uh with the microphone in the middle of the room so um yeah and then you could also add masks on top of that if you really were worried about that sort of stuff so um but yeah you should be more than far enough away and uh we can put some wipes in here i guess as well wipe down the equipment yeah, yeah. just to make sure particularly if it's particularly busy um but yeah cool okay so obviously i mentioned that the the equipment's been paid for in the, the activities grant and it's available for everybody it doesn't necessarily belong to an individual group which is fantastic um, so that brings me on to the next topic that we have to talk about, which is the grant deadline for terms two and three um, is on it's midnight, December the 7th. So that means if it's December the 8th, uh, you have missed that deadline. So Monday, December the 7th is your deadline to get in your application for uh, grant funding for any activity happening in terms two and three. You are allowed to apply for up to a thousand pounds. Um, if you apply for more than a thousand pounds, we'll probably just laugh at you and uh, say no, which we have done to a group in the past. They will remain nameless. Um, but if your activity costs more than a thousand pounds, do let us know that if it's say it's three thousand pounds for that activity, but you're only asking for a thousand pounds towards it, um, then do let us know that information because that's, that's that's really useful for us to know that that distinction. Um, but yeah, can you apply for up to a thousand pounds? That does not mean you will necessarily receive a thousand pounds um the average for term one this year was about 320 pounds for each group that applied um but that that does obviously depend on what people ask for um how much uh how yeah what they ask for how much we have available to give out uh, and all that sort of stuff um which then kind of brings me on to the, the thought of um term one uh kind of term one uh grant spending you should have submitted your payment request form for any term one grant spending by December the 8th. Uh, if we've not received your form by the end of the day on December the 8th, we will assume that you have not spent your grant money for term one and we will therefore be taking it away from you uh, so that we can then allocate that funding for terms two and three um, or top up the funding that we have available for terms two and three. Um, so it, yeah, if you have spent money in term one and you need to claim that back or you are spending some money, maybe it's after December the 8th, but you're spending it before the end of term, you need to make sure that payment request is in before uh, December the 8th. That is your deadline. If we've not received the form by then, we will take the money away from you and any spending that you have done will have to come out of your society account, uh, not the grant account. So. Uh, December the 7th for applying for terms two and three uh, funding uh, and then December the 8th for spending that, that information, uh, spending that money. Um, the forms can all be found in the finance section of the committee hub. So please do, uh, please do go on there and fill in that if you need extra funding for your society activities. Um, one little thing to note to add that, don't ask for food uh, for events because we get asked every year. The form even says don't ask for food because we won't fund it. And yet we still get a number of applications for people asking for food, uh, pizza for their events, for example, or, or stuff like that. So that sort of stuff has to come out of your society account. Unfortunately, that is the rules. Um, anything you wanted to add on that, Chris? No, to be honest with you, if I'm pretty honest, like your funding's pretty straightforward. Um, to be honest, I don't usually have to deal with the side of the fundings of things. So yeah, um, sounds like a good deal though. Yeah. 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 yeah and I think if you do it properly. Yeah. 
kind of up to a thousand pounds yeah and i think in normal circumstances actually i'd be encouraging you uh particularly if you wanted to do an event in the venue um to come and have a chat with chris ahead of time so you can get those budgets kind of worked out so you know how much you need to ask for in your grant obviously activity in the venue looking like it's going to be potentially a little bit limited um in in term two at least until we're out of tier three um as, as a county and as a city so um that doesn't necessarily apply now but i mean if you're wanting to do stuff next year um definitely come and have a chat with chris you can you can talk you through any events that you're planning to do in the venue um whether that's in the level the loft uh the basement at clifton or even potentially even in uh, the brack bar if you are a brack student yep. wanting to do some stuff there and uh, yeah chris got a lot of knowledge there so do do use that knowledge um it's really really valuable uh, person to have uh, so, right, the next topic then we've got uh, on here is talking about the RAP project, which many of you will remember from uh, the Society Assembly uh, just uh, just a week or so ago, almost two weeks ago now, I think, mm-hmm. um, where our Vice President Opportunities uh, did a, a very nice poem for everybody and I do encourage you to talk to anyone that's been, that came to the Assembly uh, to hear a bit more about how that went. Um, it's a beautiful poem. It was a beautiful poem. Uh, it was completely off the cuff. It was not expected. We didn't know that was happening. Uh, we knew they were coming to talk about the project, but we didn't know they were going to get uh, Cameron to do a poem live on air. And I have heard that a few people have, uh, did also do it along with him. So if you did write a poem in that session, do send it over to us because uh, it'd be really, really cool to hear uh, if you did do it. So, um, yeah, but we've got a little something to just to kind of update you on things that are going on with that in case you missed it in the SOC assembly. I know not everybody was there because you're not all required to be there, but hopefully you are listening to our podcast or at least reading the newsletter, which uh, obviously uh, is a written version of the same information. So it's uh, an extracurricular reading uh, reading and writing for pleasure program. Um, so if you've ever fancy being uh, put or putting pen to paper, or thumb to phone, as it's got in brackets here, which is quite a good one, I guess. Uh, you'll find lots of creative writing workshops, events, book clubs, and um, anyone that's a fan of book, uh, of reading, anything like that. There's a range of different evening and weekend sessions that you can come and get involved in. So all those links will be um, will all be in um, will all be in the newsletter if you want to actually link to go through to those events. There's a live event uh, with a particular person. Um, that's um, got quite a passion for poems and is being picked for publication by Stormzy, it says in my notes. So that's that's interesting. So uh, if you have an interest in poetry or just an interest in creative writing at all, do, do go along to that live event um, or get involved in the rap project. Um, fun, fun, fun story for you, actually, Chris. Uh, in my, uh, my postgrad, um, I did my independent study or my research around... Um, getting special educational needs uh, post-16 boys more interested in creative writing and storytelling. Uh, and I did that through Dungeons and & Dragons. Um, and it went really well. I got really good really good grades for it and stuff. And, and, and the students really loved it. And I, I think creative writing is something that I've never massively been a fan of. But actually, when I think about I am a big gamer, uh, I do like Dungeons and & Dragons and various other role-playing games. And actually, storytelling is really really good and i really like films so actually storytelling is is really important so um just not necessarily that great at writing those stories but you can be good at telling them but you can be good at telling them yeah, yeah. so that's good that's a good point uh i mean you joined us for a, a bit of dungeon dragons it wasn't dungeon dragons but yeah uh, obviously a bit before christmas how did you find that experience considering i've never done it before um it was actually really really exciting actually um it was definitely like it's like the whole community of people like playing something and not at the same time probably not really knowing what's going on but then having someone like yourself who's actually you know experienced i guess at running those kind of things yeah you know it shows up where the creativity comes from so yeah no definitely and and, i mean how did you find it in terms of the story because obviously like what we played is quite a story driven game there wasn't an awful lot of combat and did you feel like you were writing a story or did actually did it feel different to that i feel like we were writing a story um definitely took a long while though yeah. Uh, you know, I think everyone wanted to just muck around. So yeah. it was three hours of like essentially getting between two rooms, maybe three. Yeah. And most people just punching each other or throwing someone off the edge for for a laugh. So yeah, it's good. It's a good way of creatively, uh, you know, if you've got someone you don't like particularly yeah. much, you can just creatively write them off the edge or something. Then yeah, great. Yeah. 
I think I blame Jack for the the shenanigans that kind of was kicking off. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I creatively wrote Jack out of it, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. I'm, I'm obviously glad you enjoyed that, and and it's just an interesting take. And, and actually, quite a lot of people probably do have an interest in storytelling and creative writing. They just don't necessarily know that they have that interest. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, if you've ever seen a film and or a TV program and thought, oh, I wish they did it this way, or kind of fan theoried or speculated on on where you thought something was going to go, that is essentially creative writing without the writing element. Um, you just did it through verbal. So um, get some text-to-speech software, speech-to-text software, and say to your computer whatever it is that, that your theory is around something or a story that you wish someone would tell. And uh, I think essentially you're already interested in creative writing. You just didn't know about it. So yeah. do think about the rap project. Think about going along to the, one of those sessions. Uh, give it a go. Um, would, really, really important. Would you say it would be acceptable for someone to say record the voice? Um Instead of writing it out. Yeah, I think so. Right. I, I don't think... Uh, I mean, the fact that they talk about thumbs to screen in the description clearly implies that they're not just expecting people that to sit in a room with a pen and paper and write it yeah. um, or even tap it out on a laptop. So, I mean, if people wanted to come in here and use this microphone to record themselves... <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with That's that. That's a terrible plug. Uh, but if they want to, then, uh, you know, I'm not going to say no. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, come come use the microphone. It justifies me me paying for it, and or, or just use the recording on your phone. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And actually, um, I think I was talking to Connor, the the president of the SU, about this last week, and um, saying how students are more and more using the the voice note feature of of various different apps, and yeah. I find that really weird. Like even I used to go to lectures, people would just put the phones out and just click record yeah. and record I mean, the lecture. I did like, that, but I wouldn't if I'm gonna text you, for example, I'm not gonna do a voice recording of myself and send you the voice recording. No, um, that's a bit weird. I don't do that. I mean Mackenzie did it to me once and I was like, This is a bit strange, but fair. Yeah, but if we're gonna go off on a really quick tangent though, like, and this is me just sound like an old person now. Yeah. So any of you logic can laugh at this, but I don't understand people that Snapchat, you know, go oh hey reese how are you but instead of me just texting you i'll send you a photo of my nostrils and go hey how are you like, but that's kind of the same thing but, but, with this but, voice message thing just about the picture of your nostrils yeah obviously. but a voice message could be like oh i'm driving yeah okay you know, fair. but actually you know i don't want to see your nostrils whilst i'm asking you like, yeah. you know just just send me a flaming message yeah you know and anyway. also for like 10 seconds on snapchat right like yeah it's pointless yeah yeah so, no I, so I, if any of you that are listening that you know do that then you're, you're actually terrible people and you should feel really guilty about yourself so you know don't do that <laughs> or at least don't do that if you're ever messaging chris on snapchat yeah and anybody that ever asks about any event information via snapchat or anything like that that just yeah. reply to you no, that's fair. I mean, uh, Connor, I think it's weird as well that people do it. It's voice chat. Uh, Snapchat, I don't really use that either, to be fair, because I'm even older than you, Chris. Um, <laughs> and I just don't get it. I don't get why anyone would want to send a picture for 10 seconds that you can never look at again. I don't really get it. I only see downsides, not upsides. But hey, that, I think I just, I think it's just, it's not made for me. It, Snapchat was not invented for me. So that's why I don't get it. And it was invented for some people and they love it. So that's all, great. All the inside of your nostrils. All the inside of my nostrils. I mean, I own a share of Snapchat uh, and yet I don't get it. Um, but I didn't pay for that share. I was giving it for free. So Don't listen to him. Don't ask him about his free share. Hey, they're free. They're, I don't sell anything. They're free. Um, if you think, anyway. think the selling this microphone is bad, he will sell you the shares harder. <laughs> Maybe I should just be a, an advertising agent. I should have gone into advertising. I shouldn't have worked in an SE. I'm in the wrong job. That's what it is. Um, we've gone on a massive tangent. But anyway, yeah, Connor was saying that he finds it really weird that he'll be walking along with someone and just having a conversation with them. And all of a sudden, they'll record a voice message to someone while he's walking and having a conversation with them. And he finds that really strange. Uh, but he still thinks that voice chats are, are really, really good. And that's kind of like the next generational leap. And I was saying how when I was growing up, looking at my parents and my grandparents in particular and thinking how strange it was that they just didn't understand how the computer worked. And that I was like, oh, you can do that on a computer. It's so much better. And they're like, yeah, but I don't want to learn that. Or actually that seems like a lot of faff. I'm just yeah. going to do it by hand. Yeah. And I, I used to always baffle me and I was like, no, but this is so much easier. And I just never thought of myself getting into a place where there'd be new things that me as someone that grew up with technology no, would think can't be bothered to yeah. learn. And I'm not even 30 yet. And yeah. I'm already in a place where 
I am my now my parents when it comes to technology. <laughs> and I never thought that would happen because yeah. I liked technology quite a lot growing up. So um, this is me having my midlife crisis. Yeah, buying expensive microphones. Buying expensive microphones uh, and begging the students to use them so I could justify my purchase. <laughs> I should have waited for Cyber Monday and Black Friday and probably got a discount. Yeah. But, I mean, did you buy anything on Black Friday? Uh, yeah, by accident, actually. Okay. I, did, I did all my Christmas shopping. I didn't even realise it was Black Friday. Nice. I, did, I just did all my Christmas shopping without realising. So. I mean, I intended to do my Christmas shopping on Black Friday and ended up buying myself some paint. Um, by accident again because I didn't mean to buy the paint the paint wasn't even on offer <laughs> it was just there like, oh I need that I, oh, I did want to buy the paint eventually but no but what I bought with the paint was an expansion to a board game that I owned that was on offer that I'd been eyeing up for a, quite a while and it was finally back in stock it's a game that doesn't necessarily come in stock that often which I know we've had a conversation yeah. about that a lot in the past and it was there it was on offer and I was like oh but I need to pay for delivery so it doesn't come out as that good of a deal but if I buy the paint then it pushes me over the threshold to get free delivery uh so, so probably yeah I mean, it wasn't from Amazon to be yeah, fair it was uh it was from another website but yeah the uh the board game expansion was on the offer because of Black Friday but the paint wasn't so Probably ended up spending as much as I would have spent if I just bought it in the first place um, at full price. But hey, now I've got some paint. Yeah, uh, and that's great. Cool. Uh, massive random tangent there. Uh, <laughs> let me move on to the next topic that we have, uh, which is to talk a bit about bystander training uh, or bystander intervention workshops is actually what they're called. So we, we had a first trial run of those uh, kind of last week. Zoe uh, has been taking a lead on those and it went really, really well. Going to make some adjustments. Um kind of jig a couple of things around because it, it might need a bit, a bit of uh, tweaking. But this is kind of an extension of the consent training that we're, we've asked everybody to complete uh, as they started their, their year this year. And we're going to do some more work on that going forward. And this is the next step of that is uh, some bystander intervention workshops. And we've got three of them coming up, one on December the 7th, one on December the 8th, and one on December the 10th. Uh, they are all three till 4.30. Um, they are all online. Um, and the aim of those sessions is to be uh, more confident and be able to identify situations which may cause harm to somebody, whether that's online or in person, and help you feel better equipped to deal with them. Um, so it, it covers topics such as identifying harmful situations as well as being an active bystander. What does that mean? Uh, and then what sort of things you can do about it, whether that's immediately in the moment and stop something from happening as it's happening in front of you, or what you can do after the fact to help maybe either deal, help that person deal with what it is that's just happened to them, or uh, maybe even um, help them to address any any legal action that might need to be taken, depending on obviously what it is that, that's happened to that individual or individuals, if it's more than one person. So um, they're, they're not mandatory sessions. They're completely optional. Uh, we highly recommend that at least one person um, come from each society, maybe tries to sign up to one of those sessions and comes along. There's not enough space for that to happen. So if you don't, don't feel bad. But um, I do uh, picture a world where we're probably going to um, have someone as like a bystander, a kind of, be the person on your committee that's had that training and the same with the consent stuff and then probably other training in the future where we won't necessarily make it mandatory for every person to have been through the training, um, but at least one person from every committee to have been through it. So um, this kind of comes as an extension to the newly approved uh, well-being officer role, uh, which was approved at Student Council, uh, Union Council last week. Uh, and was mentioned at the SOC Assembly uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. So uh, we'll send you some more information as as we kind of get our heads around what that means for each group. But obviously going forward, uh, probably starting at the next round of elections, you will be electing a new well-being officer. Whether that's the, um, some, the president is also the well-being officer or the secretary is also the well-being officer or whether that's um, a, a dedicated role as your well-being officer or multiple well-being officers, um, depending on your society and what works for you. So um, this training will probably be will be there to support those individuals that are in those roles um, and it will be offered to anyone that just wants to be a part of it. So December the 7th, December the 8th, December the 10th, uh, if you're not doing anything between 3 and 4.30, please sign up to one of those sessions. Um, I think it's really, really important stuff um, kind of going on there. So um, yeah, do, you, do, do do them. Would you ever say you've been a uh, bystander? I think I must have been. I must have witnessed some 
some stuff in the past that probably wasn't great and I probably didn't do anything about it. And then upon reflection, maybe I should have, even if that was to go over and have a chat with that person after the fact and just make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just that not knowing what to do, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and probably also not appreciating what, um, what, what abuse probably looked like, or if someone microaggressions and stuff like that, you know, when people say things kind of offhand because it's just banter in it. Actually, yeah. no, that that's probably not just banter for some people, and, and depending on what it is you say. So, uh, yeah, I probably have been a bystander and not done something about it. And upon reflection, I feel yeah. kind of bad about that. I, I definitely agree, and I think like actually, you know, because we obviously go through these kind of uh, training uh, routines and whatever before. Yeah, uh, obviously they go out to the students. Yeah, it's really interesting that actually recognizing I have probably been a bystander without even realizing. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, it's really it's really good to help to actually identify this. Yep. Uh, but from a personal experience, I'd say definitely. Uh, yeah, give it a go. yeah, because not even just in the society, like just in your life, like, it lot, just seems like a, a useful skill. Yeah. yeah, just seems like if I if I felt more confident to intervene, whether that's in the moment or after the fact, um, I think that's going to make that person feel better about that situation, even if it's just marginally. Yeah. Um, and that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I, at least it might even make me feel a little bit better that I'm not worried about the fact that i didn't do anything at least i did what i could mm-hmm. uh or at least felt comfortable to be able to do in that situation so yeah i think this is a really good point i think that's a really just good life skill uh to have and um it is a challenging topic and probably a, a, a bit close to home for some people but i think worth worth getting involved in so yeah please yeah, do definitely. so yeah next topic then uh tier three what does that mean uh in short we don't know uh because it's not been approved yet by parliament although we suspect it probably will be uh and as to what 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 happens within the conservative party and whether or not labor vote for or abstain is obviously yet to be decided but um chris it's really good that you're here actually because you can probably help me unpick tier three and what we suspect is going to happen in tier three um obviously we don't have any confirmation of anything yet we do, well, we had a quick chat earlier, we do think that we're going to be allowed to do a bit more in person in term two than we have been able to do during the lockdown. Um, but kind of what do you yeah. think tier three might look like respectively? I mean, from what they've defined it or you know, discussed as already, it's pretty much the the tiers that we were going, that we were in previously. Um, yeah. What the, yeah, the very big difference is that in tier three, uh, obviously, hairdressers actually will be open essentially, yep. and some of those like non-essential shops will be open. Um, so, pretty much everything else in terms of um, where you can eat from, etc., is all the same as last time. So, yep. for us, especially in terms of events, it's quite hard. Like you said, like you know, we're hoping to be in like a lower tier after term two. Sorry, starting term two, but yep. you know, again, we're having to wait to see what happens. So, um, it makes planning events really, really hard. Um, I don't even start to ex- express it really. Um, yeah, it's going to make it really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you're basically constantly second guessing yourself. You've got basically constantly second guessing, you know, how you're going to spend your money, how you're going to actually build a, like a budget for an event. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the best thing we're advising really is, you know, to take like a blended learning approach, like they have been doing with NCU. So you know. Can your event go ahead online or can it go ahead in person? You know, plan for both. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the best way of going about it, especially if you actually want things to happen. Um, I know a lot of people at the moment are getting frustrated because they're putting a lot of time and effort into planning something, especially if they want it in person and then it won't go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, best best advice really is to go for, you know, blended, blended approach. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really good good advice and i know we spoke about in the, in the uh, covid training at the start of the year start of the term should i say that um think about your objectives can your objectives move online do they have to happen in person and i think that's going to maybe avoid some disappointment of yeah, we put all this planning in in place and now we have to do it online and maybe it didn't work because we didn't come at it from an object, objective focused approach we, we came at it from a well we used to do a boat ball and now we want to do a boat ball um as an example um yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, there are some, there's definitely some silver linings to, I hate to say it, to COVID actually in some ways is that, you know, a lot of people are trying now to think of ways to, you know, get better benefits out of what they currently have on offer. So, you know, whereas usually, you know, somebody might do like one external speaker talk for the whole year, yeah. 
um, where to get some like knowledge in. Actually, you know, most people would be really happy now to jump on Teams, and you know, you could book someone in from Australia yeah. to come and give your you and your you know your group a talk, and you still you know get a wealth of knowledge and experience, and you know, like almost like a one to one experience that you wouldn't usually be able to get. So, I think it's making sure that people kind of realise those potentials and just make the most of what you can for now. Yeah. Um, kind of like going on from that you know us as an organization we've had to think like that as well yeah um you know so you know the way we we approach all our give it a go events it's completely changed um yes we obviously we've been able to do a getaway of delivering some like you know in-person activities where we can do some craft sessions but at the same time we've had to go well actually how can we bring value back yep. into everything so you know if we've had a glenn, glenn wilson the other week yeah um we've got mark freestone coming this week yeah um by the way cheeky little plug for mark freestone second december uh it's already about 100 odd people already joining in for the call um he's the uh, creative consultant for killing eve so um all about the makings of psychopaths and psychopathy is that the really <laughs> i can't i can't pronounce those words but um yeah like really cool guy basically talking about um, serial killers and, and other cool stuff so um but yeah you know we're bringing those people in and you know i'll say as well i'm not going to discuss his fee but you know that they're manageable. You yeah, know, you can you can afford these as well. It's not yeah. going to cost you tens of thousands of pounds to bring someone in. So, yeah, if you're looking, you want to talk to that celebrity or that next big person. Realistically, the reality is at the moment they're probably just sat at home. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're probably just sat at home on a laptop like you are. So, you know, if you can afford their time and you know, ask, yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, we're bringing people like that in. Yeah, and I mean, events. something else actually mentioning good stuff coming out of this actually that. One of the talks I think we're going to talk about in a minute, a bit in a bit more detail. Um, we did in collaboration with some other SUs, and we shared the cost between those student unions um, because that's doable. The, the one speaker can talk to multiple different uh, student unions at the same time within one talk and share the cost between them. So, if there is a particular speaker that you and your society would love to get in, and maybe they are a little bit too expensive for you, even with slightly more reduced rates at the moment. Um, talk to some other societies, uh, other universities that, that are the same as you, um, because they're probably interested in that speaker as well. And actually, have have a, a Teams call or, or whatever a Zoom call between multiple societies at different at different universities with that one speaker, um, where you collaboratively pay their fee, um, because they don't have to physically travel to each of your different spaces. You don't have to travel to each other's places to attend that one talk. You can all do it from home. So. Um, yeah, I think that's, again, maybe potentially a way that, that student groups are now going to have more access to more high-profile people yeah. um, because this has kind of opened up people getting used to doing stuff online a little bit more. Uh, and doing things online definitely does make the logistics of putting on some things like talks yeah. easier. Um, and, and people can kind of access them in any way that they want to as well. So um, if I don't want to interact with it like voice and I don't want to be in the session physically, but I just want to listen in the background. I can do that online and yeah. no one's going to bother me. And you can ask anonymous questions yep. quite freely, you know, and not have to worry about whether it's a silly question yep. or, yep. you know, you know, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when, when this whole pandemic kicked off and, and uh, kind of back in March, April time, we went into lockdown and um, obviously we, we have conversations with various other student unions quite regularly and, one of the things that we all kind of agreed on quite quickly was that this is going to be amazing at trying to engage with harder to engage students. Those students that are um, maybe student parents, uh, student carers, those uh, commuter students, the ones that typically don't necessarily get involved in society activity or student union activity typically because they have other things going on with their evenings. Um, they have other commitments or um, they're just uh, joining societies is not necessarily the high of their, their priority list. And and they always find excuses to kind of not get involved. Oh, I'm busy doing this, whatever. Um, but actually now, um, with a lot more activity happening online, we're seeing much more of those students getting involved because they can. Yeah. Um, that society activity is still happening in the evenings because that's the best time for students because they're in lectures during the day. Most people are free in the evening, so that's when the stuff happens, completely fine. Um, but now they might be at home, and, and yes, they might be looking after their, 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 their children, because they're siblings then, but no, children, um, they can they can interact with a society activity while also watching their children. Yeah. Um, or their children might be in bed and then they're downstairs interacting with whatever your activity is. So um, they don't have to leave the house or get a babysitter in to then access your activities. 
they can do it from home while taking care of their their, their children themselves. And the same with commuter students that, that maybe live uh, just outside of the city. So coming into the city for activities is hard for them, mm-hmm. but traveling in for lectures is doable. Um, they can access it from, from home. And um, I, I did have an interesting conversation with, with Hong Kong society and um, they're actually running the society in, in two different time zones. So they're having UK based of activity and they're having Hong Kong time activity um, because it's like two in the morning or whatever when the has stuff's happening in the UK and those students that are still in Hong Kong and coming to lectures via the coming online obviously can't access their society activities, but they're even more isolated because they're all spread out among uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, whereas at least if they're in Nottingham, they're all in Nottingham together. Yeah. Um, so for some of those students, they actually are coming over to Nottingham in, in January um, it's been really good for them to get to know each other so that when they do arrive in January, they don't feel like they, they're now getting to know everyone coming into those groups fresh because they've been interacting with them all year. Yeah. Um, even if it's just with those other students in Hong Kong and only accessing the Hong Kong time-based activities, um, they have a group of people from Hong Kong that they know that are going to be in Nottingham in January. Um, they've already made friends with them. They've already done some activity with them. I mean, this is the thing as well, is that it's not just about, you know, the valued talks. You know, yeah. It's... It's, it's about those activities as well, like you were saying. And I know there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of societies are kind of saying, well, we've almost run out of ideas. You know, we've done our quiz nights, we've done our films, not film yep. nights. Um, so again, it's made us, I guess, as a, as a group, have to think more about, you know, how we're going to provide more uh, resources, you know? Yep. Um, so another one of those things that we've, we've been developing obviously is the, the steam account, yep. which is accessible for societies. Um, so, you know, if you're a bunch of, uh, students who don't have any games, for example, yep. or you can't afford it or anything like that, yeah, we've actually set up a pot now where we've invested in several sets of games where you can play online yep. with people. As long as you've got an internet connection, you can stream it and play all the way across the world if you wanted to. So, yep. um, yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, some of those games they'll be able to play in person in groups when obviously the time comes. So, yep. yeah, I think it's just another example of things that we're trying to do, you know, to, to make that experience better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you are interested actually um, in in booking out the Steam, uh, go onto the committee's hub, uh, online society activity, and then at the bottom down there you can find the Steam account access uh, for anyone that's listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really really good really good point actually, and and again, it's one of those things where rather than us paying for every society to have a copy of Jackbox, for example, yeah. on our Steam account that they use as a society, it's easier for us to just own that as a student union and just let anyone that wants to use it use it. Um, it that means that that part of money that we have available goes further. It means we can invest in more games if that's what you want. So if there is a particular game that you know about that we don't have access to, let us know. I think there's a form on that page. Yeah, it's a form on that day, on, on that page. Uh, they can <laughs> literally just uh, fill all the information out. You can literally book it out for the weekend. So like Oriental Society this uh, weekend just gone. They just took it out for the whole weekend. Yeah. Plan some game nights with the members. Perfect. Yeah. You know, you know, even if you're not an intense gamer, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like online activity now where people can join those kind of room code yeah. type events that yeah. kind of gives you something a bit more to do than uh, so and so is doing uh, the 45th version of the of the uh, pop quiz. Like yeah. you know, um, I don't know about you. I've been playing a couple of myself. Yeah, no, I, I've done a few a few quizzes. Um, I've actually not done one for a while, to be fair. Um, I did one with my parents and like the rest of my family. Uh, this was actually on in back in may so it was star wars day and i took a break from watching star wars to to do this quiz with my family and um i the questions i wrote were all star wars based uh which i thought was great they were terrible at them um even my really obvious ones which i was like like (laughs) so like my, my sister's partner he's a big star wars fan even he got some of them wrong and i was like how did you not know that jabba the hut was the, like the like I don't know warlord or whatever of Tatooine or whatever it was I wrote in the question like it was a really really obvious answer and yeah. you got it wrong um, and we've not done too many since then but I have done a few and and they do get a bit stale to be fair and yeah. I, I do appreciate that I mean I've, I've really appreciated games coming out like uh, like Among Us yes uh, Among Us I think is definitely right place right time yeah like murder, um, murder mystery yeah live murder mystery you know can you kill all your mates off without them recognizing it's yeah. you. Yes, yes, fantastic. You probably have some psychopathic killer traits in you. Yeah. You know, might yeah. be slightly concerned about that, but yeah. other than that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an extension of weak murder, isn't it? If you yeah. ever played that as a kid. <laughs> uh, I remember playing that at primary school. Uh, but there are quite a few board games, like they're card games, really, but like they're very similar things where some people's a traitor 
Uh, you're talking Mafia, Resistance, Werewolf, um, yeah. Avalon. You may have played any one of those things. And um, Among Us, I think it's just a digital version of that that makes it really accessible. And the fact that it's free uh, on your phone, yeah. um, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's very, very cheap if you get it on, on Steam anyways, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, and actually, that moves really nicely onto the next segment, which is kind of just a roundup of good stuff that's happened, I guess, this term. And actually, we did do an Among Us game, I think, a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago that Sam ran that um, was quite popular, um, had a had a couple of different games happening simultaneously, and the students yeah. uh, that are in there. Well, we had um, 20, yeah, 20, 20, 20 or so people in there. And, and one of those groups, um, they've, they've kind of got each other now on WhatsApp or whatever, and uh, I think they are still planning to carry on playing as a group, which is fantastic. Uh, one of the groups ended up actually using Snapchat to communicate, which we thought was a bit strange. Um, but going back to the Snapchat thing earlier, yeah, no, clearly no. it's just not made Put for us. Trick in the bin. Yeah, in the bin. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a good thing. And um, I know you plugged it before, but obviously we've had some, some speakers in the past. Um, I don't know if you want to mention, talk more about those. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously. How they went. Yeah, well, it was Glenn Wilson. He was talking about um, was it how to how to be a lie, how to be a, how to become a lie detector essentially. Yep. So he went through like all the different types of like theory about you know lie detection, you know, whether it's body language, um, you know, different types of theory, case studies. Um, yeah. Really interesting. Um, still don't think personally I've got enough the abilities <laughs> it takes to actually you know become a, a human lie detector. I think it takes a long while, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, obviously, we've got Mark on the 2nd of December coming up, uh, yep. talking about psychopaths, essentially, um, and all of his experiences with them and how we create profiles to, you know, how do you how do you turn someone's normal and just turn them into a psychopath to make it, you know, believable? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we've had loads of uh, give it a go events like that. Um, we are, to be fair, sadly, running towards the end of the give it a go program now, so by the time this newsletter comes out, there won't be many events left. Yep. Um, however, um, with the reception that we've had actually from these talks, we are looking to do a lot more yep. and we're actually in the middle of planning that. I know we'll be releasing the next couple of weeks what we're doing for term number two. So definitely Good. keep an eye on that. Good. Good. Uh, how did the, uh, drag bingo event go, uh, over the weekend? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good fun. Um, I, I never thought that actually just a bit of makeup and some, you know, cheap tinsel behind you wall would make such a fantastic uh, setting for a for a show. Um, I'm quite good. I'm quite gutted. I wish I'd actually played. I was kind of spectating because I didn't want to get involved. But I was, yeah. when I heard that one of the groups would want to count, uh, create a hooch, um, and then they didn't want it, and I was like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, I, yeah, sat in our office at the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sat in our office. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of willpower. I think you know during times of COVID, not to just drink prizes. Yeah, like that, to be honest. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really good fun. Yeah, um, yeah I, I haven't really got anything bad to say about events, really. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, Sam, Sam sent me a screen recording of of, of it um, while I was playing some board games with the people I live with, and they just all heard the, the noise of the video, kind of while we were sat around the table, and out of context, it sounded crazy. The laugh, the laugh yeah. that he had as well was just yeah. piercing. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> it did look fun, and I kind of wish I'd, I'd tuned in, but um, I was trying to have galactic conquest. Uh, with, with the people I live with, something we've been waiting months to do. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I think the the one of the good things, a couple of good things I want to talk about just before we wrap this up, I guess, is uh, Sing. I made an amazing video of a recording of them doing a performance as part of one of their sessions. Um, I think that's being circulated, or at least it's on their, their, their social media channels. Please go watch it. It's really good. Um, and we'd love to see more stuff like that. So if you are doing anything, even if it's, capturing a, a team's chat that you will kind of get involved in or whatever um get creative you can do some cool things and that's again why we, we've got the podcast stuff set up now is that you you can come in record something and then share that with everybody online it doesn't have to necessarily be an in-person event so um yeah dude that was really really good i really liked that um i thought that was really creative everybody's socially distanced most yeah, of the people yeah. wearing masks or shields at the very least um and it's just a really good little video um, I did have something else I was going to mention and I've completely forgotten it. Uh, oh, this... I, yeah, I do have one other thing uh, I'm going to just jump in with. Okay. Um, and actually, uh, just a kind of a bit of a tip, I guess, that I think some of the online activity has, has been better attended than others. And actually, some groups have started now kind of incentivizing that online activity. So even if it's just a, hey, we're just all going to jump onto a call and have a chat, um, so a little bit like a social would be, and actually what they're doing is 
playing some sort of game or doing some sort of raffle where someone wins, like uh, I think um, at Politics and IR were giving away a £30 Tesco voucher if you won first prize, £20 if you won second, and £10 if you came third. Well, yeah, and right. whatever their activity was during that session. So that kind of really drove the engagement with the activity because potentially you could win something. Yeah. And then obviously we, we just send the digital code for that voucher to those people's houses. Some people have done Amazon vouchers. Uh, one group did, uh, I think it might have even been Craft. I may be wrong on that though. So I do apologize if you're listening, Craft, and it wasn't you. Um, but during an online craft session that they had, they did something where someone won uh, a Domino's pizza being delivered to their house during the session. So they did a little game or something at the start of the session. And the winner of that, they then ordered them a Domino's and paid for it to be delivered uh, to their house using society funds. Um which, which I think is really good because it then meant that people wanted to sign up because not only were you doing the craft event, but also you might win your dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah and you get free Domino's. And I definitely probably would have signed up to the session if I'd known that. So yeah. uh, I think that's some really good example of, of creative ways of getting people to engage in your activity, making them want to be there. Um, I think it's yeah. probably worth pointing out as well. Um, you know, some people might not be aware yet, but don't forget, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, use your team's account. You know, you, you should all have a Teams account now um, you know, where you can get access to obviously all your streaming services. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can have your video calls really easily. You know, there are loads of free games out there like Fortnite or, you know, Call of Duty Warzone, uh, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Tour. Like, you know, there's loads of just like free stuff you could literally all just be on online with and play, which is all free at the point of use you know same as your call and you know there's loads of activities you could probably do you know probably set up like racing games on mario kart or something so yeah. yeah i think just trying to just inspire that creativity and just think of something a bit different I think yeah. it's just just the right side of all of this i guess yeah no definitely and um yeah having an online community is really important in in, in pandemic times but actually it has so many of the other benefits we mentioned before um gamer um have have, have very uh, graciously volunteered if anyone wants to talk about how to build an online community um, have a chat with them their society has basically always been an online community yeah. um, they use discord rather than necessarily teams but um, yeah they've got quite a big operation there and, and that works for them and it has done for a long time and they see really really good engagement in all of their online activity admittedly playing games online is like their thing and, and obviously you can only play games online if they're online games but the rest of their society activity also happens online. Like they just will jump on and and just talk to each other, and, and the same way that people would when they come into a room and just have that, that general discussion. And they have various different channels. They even have a separate dedicated politics channel now, where they talk about <laughs> politics, uh, just to kind of because too many people were talking about political issues within the general chat that they have. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, "Well, this is clearly something that everyone wants to talk about. We're going to give it its own place where people can just go talk about politics." Um, so it doesn't clutter up the, the main conversation that people are having. So, um, yeah, if you want a really good example of an online community, have a chat with Gamer Society. They, they've got a really good setup there, and um, I'm sure they, they, they said they're more than happy to talk people through what they've got and then give you examples and mm -hmm. kind of help you set that up um, if you're struggling. I think one of the most important things as well is that, you know, I keep, you know, in the last few weeks we've been doing talks with, um, yeah, with various, various different groups, um, and... But the thing I can say the most is just keep um, submitting those activity forms in. If you've got an idea, submit an activity form because we really, really want you to be able to do these events. You know, if there's funding, again, going back to the funding applications, like, you know, just keep thinking about what you want to do and we'll try and fund it as best as we yeah. can. If there's games on Steam that you want, we'll try and buy them, you know. Um, yeah. If there's something you want to try and do in person, don't be shy because we will realistically try and talk to you about it still. And I yeah. think it's, it is really important that, we keep trying to do those kind of things, even if it's not practical in the, in the present tense, you know, yeah. Um, it's just important. We keep trying, trying that otherwise. Yeah, no, I agree. You know. I agree. And I think uh, we try and come up with as many ideas as we can, but like you coming to talk to us is so important um, because it gives us new ideas and yeah. it challenges us and it makes us think about things in different ways. And, um, and you might suggest something that we've never thought of. Um, and actually, the answer might not be no. We can look into it. So do do tell us everything that, that you're thinking. And obviously, you can email us. You can um, you can send a message to Cameron on Facebook, or um, you can do it in the Society Facebook uh, channel that we have, uh, or the group that we have. Equally, um, talk up in Society Assembly. We've got one of those coming up in February. Um, we're in the offices. We're in the office as well. There's someone in at least the city office every day. Yeah. 
We at try least, to at least Clifton. between 10 and 4 yeah. we'll be there. Um, so. Just drop in and, and have a socially distanced chat with us uh, yeah. across the office. So um, come in and talk to us if you have any any ideas of anything you would like to see us do or that you would like to do and maybe you're not too sure about how to go about doing it. That's what we're here for. That's what we get paid for. Um, and it's what we love doing as well, to yeah. be honest. That's, that's why, why, why we get out of bed in the morning. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I think that's everything now. I can't think of anything else. No, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure um, we've fueled it forward with positivity. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully you've not hated this experience of listening to, to us babble on for the last 50 minutes uh, that this has gone on for. And we will edit this down a little bit, so it might not be 50 minutes by the time you listen to it. Um, but that's how long we've been recording for. Um, but yeah, I, if this is well received and you like it, let us know because we might do it again in the future. Equally, we might set up an issue podcast. But at the very least, this equipment is here for you to make a podcast about whatever you want, whether that's related to your society or not. Even your members can come and do this. Um, like Chris said, if you if it's you are doing it as a society, fill in your activity booking form. If it's the, uh, the just a random student that's listening to this, um, then then yeah, just just fill in the the. The other form on the website to book space. I'm not sure what it's called. Um, room booking form, is it? Yeah, it's a room booking form. Uh, you can just go through onto your campus, uh, click on book a space. Yep. And basically, any equipment you need, just put in the details. Yep. So, yeah, just put that you want to do a record a podcast and then we'll make sure that you get the room that's got the microphone in it. Um, yeah, please specify if you need us to actually provide the equipment because, you know, we yep. might assume sometimes that you have your own podcast. That's true. Yeah, if you have your own equipment, bring that along. Um, I'm, we're doing this with just the microphone and the cable and my laptop, which has free software on it. I'm not using anything that costs anything. Um, I'm not using any headphones. You can use headphones if you want, but you don't have to. And as I said, it can record up to four people. Um, so yeah, just think about getting involved in that. So I'm going to end everything here. I hope you all have a good rest of the week um, and I'll speak to you all soon. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Bye, everybody.